college, the way it is, is a beautiful thing. It's a system that is built for just-in-case learning, right? Get all this learning just in case you'll need it. We need another system for the majority of people that is a system of just-in-time learning. And that is what I'm interested in building. I, I think the, the system of just-in-case learning is a place in the world, but, but our world desperately needs a system of just-in-time learning, and that is something different. And I'm not saying we should change college to be that. I think that's something else. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today, I'm excited to have on Sergio Marrero. Sergio caught my attention because he had a TED Talk that we'll get into, um, but because I get probably more emails lately on um, the ROI, the return on investment on college, and, and uh, Sergio was pretty opinionated on this, but he had data to back it up. He also has spent quite a bit of time looking at uh, some of the balance of this. And, you know, as the quote from the top of the show would suggest, um, he's not just one way or the other. He's looking uh, for some middle ground. So for these reasons, I think it's important that if you're a parent, if you're a student, if you're a teacher, these are the conversations we should really have right now as you guys start considering um, college or, you know, post high school life. So without further ado, Sergio Marrero. Sergio, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you because um, obviously I have pretty strong feelings and, and you have very strong feelings as well, but I caught your TED Talk. And uh, first of all, for those that haven't seen it, you, you should definitely take a look. Um, but I, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you talked about earlier and, and that uh, the ROI of college and, and how people need to start rethinking um, the traditional track. Yeah, so, so I, I think that that even though we call it the traditional track, I would I would take a step back and say it's a part of uh, I, I almost the American myth, right? Everyone they go to college, they get a house, they get a car, you know, like you know, boom, boom, boom. Like when you come to America, people people think of those as indicators or signs of of success. Like I've made it, and the reality is most people in the U.S. and around the world don't go through the higher education system. They either don't uh, make it through be for whatever reason, they're balancing other commitments, they can't afford it, they can't afford to even go. Um, so it's, I think one step that I take is telling people, wait a minute, pause. The, the notion that this is what everyone does um, is go to college to get a job, or to become a, you know, a, a prepared citizen for whatever career is just not true that a majority what I'm seeing is that a majority of people don't use that. So I think that's what I like to say is step one. Um, and I think step two is it, it, you know, is thinking is, is separating, you know, being prepared for work and going to college. And then that they're two different things and going to college is a great thing. Um, it, it's a rich experience. It's immersive. I did it and, and, you know, I, I had a great time, but it's not something that's accessible to most people. Yeah. Actually, yeah. And I, I definitely want to elaborate on that because that has been the number one email I've gotten. They, you know, I, I keep feeling I have to explain this, but you know, I'm not anti-college and there's definitely yeah, areas absolutely. in which you have to go. But the number one thing I'm called out on is like, well, did you go to college? I'm like, yes, I did. Yeah. Well, it's easy for you to say you got a, you know, a, a cushy, you know, high flying, high paying teacher job. I'm being facetious. Um, but you know, I am, I, I'm, I'm employed and I'm, I appreciate that. But now the ROI is much different. 
Um, My mom and dad paid for my education, which again, for the record, if you can afford to go and money's not an issue, like it was for me in the 90s and the early 90s, then go. And you go where you get a scholarship, then you absolutely should, yes. then go. Then yeah. go. It, it's like it's yeah. like it's like having a puppy before you want a child. It's great practice. G- going <laughs> to college is like pro- playing pretend adult, right? Um, it's great experience. But when all of a sudden I see too many people go and they want to find themselves, they don't know what major they want, so they change it four times. Dude, that's like an extra fifty thousand dollars. And and, and yep. so it's the ROI that I really want to make people yeah. rethink on. Not that all college is bad. It's not. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, that, that's true. It's um, and, and I think you have to really take a step back and think about like they, people say you need to go. Uh, the, the real question for that I have for them is, well, what are you trying to do? If you're trying to become a doctor and go into a heavily regulated industry, Absolutely. But if you're saying, hey, I want to train for as cheaply as possible and get a good paying job, you can go into uh, programming and development. Um, you can be an entrepreneur and start your own you know, small business and over time grow it. Uh, there are other, you know, you could go into design like, you know, web design, web, like there are industries that uh, that that they don't like uh, another one is, is data science. That's a huge one now that, that people, what happens is companies um, are struggling for this talent so much so that they, they don't even you know. They're like, okay, what have you done? Show me what you've done. Not what certifications or degrees you have because right. I am struggling to find this talent. And I just want to find someone who knows how to put it to work. Doesn't, you know, knows, knows beyond the theory. Uh, and, um, you know, and that's the, that's the reality. So that's what I say to a lot of, uh, and there are a lot of alternatives to train that are, uh, being developed by, by people who see the opportunity in the market. So, so I just tell people, Hey, it's a luxury product. Everyone can use a house of their own, but not everyone can afford that. Right. So some people get a smaller house or they have a roommate or they go in with an apartment. That, that's what there are, you know, most people don't, you know, go for the, the, the luxury edition. And, and because college has gotten so much more expensive and I would say not all colleges, I would say community colleges are still like accessible. Um, but you have a lot of these boot camp type programs and online programs that are, you know, in terms of ROI, um, you know, they're, yeah. they, they're, they offer a great return on investment for the amount of time and energy you put in. If you're self-disciplined, you could get a job paying, you know, um, you're talking about 50, 60, 70 plus, um, coming out of these, uh, out of these programs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the, the key components, a lot of people that, that I look up to that are talking about is the difference between learning and accreditation. Um, if you're, you know, <laughs> I hate to say this, but a lot of times people are like, well, I went, that means you're accredited. Well, what did you learn from it? And, and if, and if it's your opinion, like, well, it doesn't really matter because I have my degree and everything's good now. Um, that's scary. And honestly, you know, again, when I graduated, that's kind of what it was. Like I went to a college, therefore I have a degree, therefore I, I can get a job. And you had mentioned it before, you know, people don't care what you know, they can care about what you can do with what you know. So some of these jobs that are, are in high demand, it's, I, I dare say that sometimes you don't need a degree. They just need the raw skills. They need to know that you can do it, especially on, you know, on the, on the website. Um, I know several people now that when they're looking for help, they don't care. 
they can just see at what level you can develop and code and, and do all these other things. And th they don't care about the accreditation. They care about what you've learned and what you can do. Yep. And, and that's becoming more and more the practice. What, what, what people, what's, it, what's interesting is, uh, you know, more and more companies and, and you're talking about the Googles, like IBM is starting a part, has, well, has had a partnership uh, with a school, um, tech in, in Brooklyn, where they are sourcing high school students because they're having a hard time finding college students with the right skills. So they said, well, let's start earlier. Let's, you know, occasionally train them. And then they come out and they're job ready. And, and, and I think that is, you know, um, that's gonna, going to become more and more common. It's, it, you know, for people that see that opportunity, it's definitely needed, especially for business owners out there. Um, and just to share a little bit of, of my story, what you were talking about before is, is I, I went to college, I went to grad school. Um, so I, I'm heavily, you know, educated in the, you know, you know, that, that, that sense. And, you know, I was first, my family go to a four year college and first my family to go to grad school. And I see too many people even in my family, right. That, that feel they, they don't feel successful, right? Because they don't have that degree, but they're very talented, right? And, and, and then what you learn on the other side is, wait a minute, like they can get a lot of these skills. Um, you know, they can get a lot of these skills where I would say 10 or 20 years ago, you probably couldn't break a certain ceiling without a degree. That's no longer the case um, because of the, the demand um, for, for job, for, you know, technical jobs today. Uh, so, so there's a, there's an opera we're, we're at an opportune moment here where a lot of jobs want technical talent and, um, you, yeah, you need to hustle a little bit more, right? Because you may not, don't have that traditional degree, but you build, you build technical things, you put them online, you create blog posts, you, you create, you know, videos on the things you can do and, and really like showcase, um, you know, like show people by doing. And I think that's where the, you know, that, that's, that's where the future of jobs is headed is really like, or people want to know what you can do. Sure. So when you, um, how were you contacted? I mean, like you, did you submit to do this Ted talk? Cause I mean, it was, I mean, not uh, very often are Ted talks. They're usually about learning. And then you kind of had a, um, and I loved it, a, a unique position. How did that come about? Uh, yeah, so so um, I have been working on my own startups, focusing on really, um, I say disruption in higher education, and it's already happening. And what, the question is like, what, what does that really mean, right? Well, it but when industries get disrupted, right? It's like you you look at, um, you know, uh, the think think about um, think about the cell phone. You know, um, you know, there were landlines, you know, and, and everybody had a landline phone. You didn't think it was, you know, it was ever going to be possible that everyone have a cell phone. And then first they came out with these brick phones and then they got smaller and smaller and cheaper and cheaper. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, the, the, the that industry kind of gets like, you know, nobody's purchasing the, the landline phones anymore because the cell phones are cheaper and more mobile and they're just better. Right. And that's, where we are with education, right? Like we have this four-year program that is very expensive, very long, and not exactly tied to jobs, 
right? And we have all these people taking it. And then we have all these baby programs that are coming up that are boot camps, that are training people very quickly uh, that, you know, you can pay and in 30 days or, you know, 12 weeks, you can be job ready and they are competing with these four-year institutions. People are looking at them as true alternatives. And when they get more mature, uh, you know, we will have the opportunity to train people at a fraction of the cost in a fraction of the time. Yeah. Uh, and and so, so I was a part, what I was doing is first I did research in that area and I identified um, what are the things we need to do to to bring about that change more quickly because I, and the reason I'm interested in that is because the cheaper and faster we can educate people, the more people can have access to this learning and the more people that can be ready to work and move forward in their jobs and not be stuck, right? We have this like division in economic mobility. Um, if we can give people access to, to ways to train up and get different jobs, we've, we've really made a difference. So like I'm passionate about that and I focused on different ways to do it, did a couple startups. Some of them started, some of them failed. Uh, and, and I, yeah, that was my next question. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about some of the, like my learnings, put it together. (laughs) And I applied to some of the Ted talks and they were like, you know, I, I didn't expect them to say, Hey, come talk about why, you know, because it was at, you know, uh, one of the oldest universities in the U.S., Princeton University, and I did not expect them to say, "Come here and talk about why our our degree is dead." Um, yeah, I, I was going to get to that. So, <laughs> so, um, so I and when they said, "Yeah, we want you there," I was like, "All right, like let's do it." So it was really exciting, um, you know, to go to talk to them. I didn't really hold back, uh, but was really clear that in the end, and I and I say, said it in there, and I, I truly believe it. College, the way it is, is a beautiful thing. It's a system that is built for just-in-case learning, right? Get all this learning just in case you'll need it. We need another system for the majority of people that is a system of just-in-time learning. And that is what I'm interested in building. I, I think the, the system of just-in-case learning is a place in the world, but, but our world desperately needs a system of just-in-time learning, and that is something different. And I'm not saying we should change college to be that. I think that's something else. Yeah, I can't. I can't agree more. Um, love that. Matter of fact, you, you you mentioned several times. You know, I the entrepreneurial journey that you went on was was among your biggest educators, right? Um, oh my and God, I yeah. and I and I've seen <laughs> and, and I've seen that more and more. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's because the the webpreneur has become so popular, and people like Gary uh, V and people like you know even Seth Godin have really kind of pushed the. Uh, let's rethink the college thing. Absolutely. But, but, but the, a lot of the theme is, is like, Hey, be an entrepreneur. Well, the funny thing is, is that people like Gary are also ringing the alarm of be careful because yep. that's a lonely road too. And and I think it is. Yeah. that's why I like Seth Godin's linchpin so much because he's like, look, not everybody's going to be uh, an entrepreneur, but if you think like one, that's killer. And you yep. could be that linchpin in your company because just because you work. And that, that's the other thing. Like you're not a chump. If you have a job, that's right. Like you can that's be right. entrepreneurial and you can be, you know, or you can be the linchpin because you are entrepreneurial thinking. And I think that's the other thing that I'm, I'm frightened of is that I've been putting my foot on the gas for a while on this topic. And yet I don't want people to go on the other pendulum that like, yeah, all college is stupid. It's not. And I'm just going to be a startup doing what I don't know, but I'm going to start something today. Like, well, I mean, you know, let's, 
so and obviously there's nuance here there's there's yeah. there's the middle of the pendulum swing kind of thing but um weigh in on on some of the the new hustle and grind mentality that seems i don't want to say doomed to fail but it it, it a little bit overboard on the bravado at times yeah i think i think we you know uh, when I talk, I get so many people that come to me and they're like, I want to start a business and, or I just quit my job. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. You know, like let's pause time, time out for a minute. <laughs> Do you still have healthcare insurance? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and, you know, there are so many times where I'm, I'm working on a side project while I'm at work. Like they don't, they don't want to hear that, but I, no, I'm working on a side project on nights and weekends. Um, but I'm also employed. That's, that's the better way, you know, more accurate way to say that. And, um, you know, that's, that's great. That's how businesses begin. Right. And, and not many people can leave their job and just start a business and, and get it running fast enough that it can end up paying, you know, your rent and food and healthcare and and other things. So, you know, I think it's a lot sexier than, and people make it out to be. Everybody loves the idea of creating something new and the autonomy, but it comes with so much grind. Uh, I have, I would not be where I am if I didn't have so many family members and friends that let me stay on their couch or, you know, uh, you know, in some cases cooked a meal for me or, you know, like that's what it took. Right. And that is not, that is, that is not, um, you know, the Jay-Z, the, the, you know, the, the, the Gary level or the, the Eric, uh, you know, Reese, like, like that's not at that level, but, but that's sometimes what it takes. And I, and I, and I, you know, if you're not prepared for that grit, that grind, that, that like raw hunger, you know, then you should like take a step back and think about, um, you know, what you need to get to a stable business before you make that leap, because you, you, there are other ways, right? Um, and, and like I said before, you can have a, a day job or even a night job and have a hustle uh, and wait until that hustle makes enough money that you can quit that job. Uh, and, and I think that's uh, the, the way most people should think about it. Um, I'm not saying that there are exceptions to that rule, uh, but that's, that's what I would advise. <laughs> that's good advice. I, I, yeah, I just, as much as I believe in some of these things are going on and I, and I deal with, you know, human lives, I have students. And so I don't, I don't want them to go too crazy as well. Yeah, I can, Although well, I, I will can, say, I'm also perpetuating that stereotype of, Hey, if you're going to take a risk now, you know, <laughs> living an extra year or two in your parents' house, isn't the worst thing in the world absolutely. either. I absolutely think so. I think I think what you're doing is great, and I definitely advocate for people to try sooner. Uh, I I could share a little bit about my story. I did like a very traditional path. Went to college. I went to you know. Then I left and I worked in manufacturing and consulting. And I said I want to like do entrepreneurship. And I felt like I needed to go to school to to I need I need to go to business school to start a business. And then when I got there, uh, it is a wealth of resources. But where I started learning the most is outside where I was putting my theory to practice, right? Where I was talking to customers. I was understanding what they really wanted. I was, I was you know, creating sketches and prototypes and I was putting it in front of them and um, going through that journey. And the first journey, it, it was, um, you, know, you know, long and it took a lot of work and it was painful in, in some respects because what we did is, is uh, I'll show you, in the middle of grad school, um, we got into, we got into an accelerator program, um, 
Startup Chile, which is down in Santiago, Chile. They gave us some grant money to work on a project and we went down there and we worked on a project and we built a product in, in, in the span of a couple months. We put together a team, built a product, didn't get the user traction we needed. We ended up burning through the money that we had because we spent mostly on development and and then the team like disagreed on what where the future of of what we should build was going and we ended up disbanding and that was so exhausting you know um you know from it was it was like oh it took off and then you know everything crashed and that's just that's just part of the journey right like from that i learned so many things but it takes those failures in order to to like take those learnings and and succeed later um, and I think we don't talk enough about the failures. Um, you know, people keep saying, okay, 5% of, of ventures or even less than that, you know, it, I, th- I think it was 8%, uh, according to some, it was Berkeley statistics, 8% of, of high-tech ventures end up making it after 12 to 18 months. So that means 92% fail. Where are all those stories? Like those are the stories of people that tried, things didn't work, and what did what went wrong, and what didn't they learn from that, so that we can carry forward. And the re- the reason I like what you're saying is, I think failure is just inevitable. It's a matter of like, can you fail fast? Yeah. Can you learn from it? But if you start earlier in your career, you have yeah. more time to fail and learn. Um, you know, and and, and that's. You know, I I, I was uh, say this to my fiance all the time that you know I was um, that I uh, was talking to her about um, well, I was coaching my my cousin and he's focused on biomedical research and I said just focus on it pick pick four or five years six years right and if at the end of six years your you everything fell apart you know you can still you still have time to start over you're going to be twenty you know, you're 20 something, right? Like, and, 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 you know, so, and that learning that you're going to have is, is going to be more valuable than anything, uh, than like, than any program you can go through. Like, it's going to be the, the learning of putting theory to practice, making yeah. something from nothing. Uh, and, and that's, um, you know, a skill you could take with you into a business. Um, there are many businesses that value that, um, or starting your own and each path is just as noble. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I think that's why I love having these conversations because if you listen to the whole conversation and not a soundbite, um, <laughs> which is a problem we have right now anyway, but if you listen to the whole conversation, I mean, there is subtleness. There is some nuance here. There is some uh, yeah, buts in some situations. And, and I love that uh, we can have these conversations. So I, it's such an important time. And, and I think in my particular role, the hardest thing I have is um, fighting the mentality and, you know, heck just the protection of a parent, you know, they want the best for what their, their child needs in the future. And, and for so long, the best thing was that degree. And so, um, dialogue needs to happen. And, and, you know, again, I hate to keep backpedaling. Yes, there is some evidence that some degrees are absolutely worth the ROI. Um, but when we start, you know, talking to more parents about this kind of thing, I think it's going to help everybody. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a matter of, you know, um, what's your, what's the exposure, right? What, um, you know, the, the real question is, is when, it, when, uh, let me take a step back is like when, when a, 
when a parent, like all parents, you know, want like, you know, or I wouldn't say all parents, but a lot of parents want the best for their children, right? They're like, oh, I'll pay for whatever you want and I'll do it. And, um, you know, I think the danger right now we're in is, is, is that right now there aren't many uh, laws protecting parents, right, from, from, um, from taking on the student debt, right, that, that their children may need, um, you know, to, to graduate. And, and a good example, I, that was, this was in the Wall Street Journal, um, you know, see, it was sometime last year, talked about 300,000 parents right now uh, have no retirement because they've liquidated their retirement to pay for their kids to go through college. And that is just, I think it's wrong, right? I, I think it is, you know, you, you could say what you want, you know, like they can do what they want with their money, but, you know, you know, Dude, that's this, so much pressure, you know, that yeah. you're just, you know, it's, it's your, your, it, the, there's this system that's taking advantage of that love between parent and child. And, and I think there's an injustice there. Um, and I, and I feel that, you know, for those parents, you know, feeling like they don't have a choice, there is a choice. There is a choice. The, the choice is what are the other options that are less expensive that can get them to a job and there are other options, you know, and, and as I mentioned them checking out, you know, from the community college to checking out Udacity and Udemy and Coursera and stringing together, uh, you know, like, you know, sets of, of courses and sets of learning. Um, there are boot camps, uh, you know, there, there are all these programs coming up, maybe not as well known as the, you know, top hundred colleges, but, in terms in terms of investment of time and money for what you're getting, you know they'll you know it's it's going to be amazing. It's it'll change their life, and you're not liquidating your savings and borrowing from your future, uh, and and getting yourself into a hole that that not only your kids can't get out of, but but your whole family can't get out of. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, and they want to get more and pick your brain even further. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Don. Uh, yeah, you can follow us uh, at rebelmethod.com. Um, we also have a, a podcast and soon um, we will be posting uh, a series called How We Started, where we're focused specifically on early stage founders uh, and they'll be sharing the story of, of the grit and the grind from the beginning. So you know how to go from zero to one. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Love the Peter Thiel reference there at the end. All right. Well, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate you being on, Sergio. I um, was inspired by your TED Talk and, and love the follow-up longer conversation as well. So uh, best of luck in the future. And uh, man, we'll, we might have to circle back and uh, chat some more. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Don. Thanks for having me. Love your podcast. And, you know, keep training them, the next generation. So take care. Thank, Thank you. you. There you go. Sergio Marrero. Love these conversations. I'm actually going to want to do more podcasts in this emerging area of the future of work and post-high school life. I'm getting a lot of emails on this. And heck, just on a personal level, you know, I'm a parent and uh, I have three children and one's in high school looking at you know, life after high school here soon. So this is one that I'm deeply interested in as well. If you want to join in the conversation, we'd love to see you on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash start it up. Also there, you can suggest who we should have on next. We love getting recommendations and introductions. Other than that, this is Don Wetrick reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. We'll see ya.